0: Hi everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of the Unimoney podcast with your host Nitin Shish Kumar and Shweta Jay. where we are trying to make money simple and um, to make money simple is what and to make tax paying simple was what was promised to us in the budget Shweta the budget that went by on the 1st of February that is what the finance minister promised everyone uh, but I think it's actually led to a lot of confusions because they've you know introduced a new tax regime altogether, yeah. And they've given us a choice whether we want to stick to the uh, old one or we should shift to the new one, right? And uh, we've been answering a lot of questions uh, yeah. from people we know and from people we don't know on this topic as well, yeah. Uh, so, you know, why not address this through our podcast and let everyone know what we're thinking?
1: Yeah, I think from an expectation point of view, this was supposed to bring in uh, goodies, so to speak uh and obviously make it more simpler but it's only ended up making our lives that much more complicated trust me we didn't need another complication in our lives but that's what this has sort of led to
0: but why do you say it's complicated Shveta? let's get straight to the matter
1: uh, one of the reasons i think why i call it complicated is just, uh, just giving us that choice uh, of choosing between the old and new regime most of us struggle with one option when we are given whether to do that and how to do that steps uh, if you made any mistakes because especially in tax you cannot uh, be forgiven if you're ignorant about something right you have to know uh, what you're doing how much you're paying uh, you cannot uh, get away with saying I did not know this right so now introducing another choice and say now choose what is best for you uh, hello if I'd known what is best for me uh, trust me I'd be saving much more I'd be doing lot more things smartly in life but uh, this is just an unnecessary uh, sort of complication between the two regimes also what they've done is now one is sort of uh, different uh, slabs so to speak they've not even kept like similar slabs right saying okay it's the same slab so now this is uh, here this 5% here this is uh, 10% it's not as simple as that as well so uh, that also leads to a lot of confusion Uh,
0: they increased the number of tax slabs in the new regime as well right so So there's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. 25 yes. and 30 so imagine and how
1: much we have to remember uh, when we are doing these sessions right we do a lot of these sessions you you think so first i had obviously even in that i had a little trouble remembering yeah um uh, what the slabs are but now i can confidently say that i will not remember uh, both the options and all their slabs for sure
0: i'm sure but the the promise of making it simpler is is true in the sense that You just need to pay tax as per the tax labs that they've mentioned. Yeah. You don't need to worry about where should you be investing your money in order to save tax, whether this is the right investment for you in order to save tax um, or which exemptions that the employer provides should I choose and what should I not choose. So all of that headache is basically being dealt with, right? Uh, And you just say, okay, I'm just going to pay tax as per the tax labs that I have. most of us on the face of it will think that to make our life simpler because no one likes the headache of sitting and calculating all these things we'll just jump into the new slab and you know just deal with with not having or not have to deal with what exemptions to choose yes right? so a lot
1: of uh, people that i talk to are calling the new regimes the millennial uh, type of a uh, tax structure mm-hmm. saying it's just so simple right but uh, also remember millennials are very smart and mm-hmm. savvy and they just just because something is given simpler to them hmm. doesn't mean it's good for them, right. right? So even in our calculations, the images that you're going to put out with this podcast, right? Yeah. That we worked on, it is just showing in any tax lab, your new regime will end up uh, costing you more in terms of tax. Right? Why would we want to do that? Also in the old regime, while okay, we may call it complicated, but uh, just see there is so much more incentive for us to save for the future. Right. Are we then saying millennials don't want to save for the future and just want to live in the present?
0: So you're saying that a section like uh, the section ATC where we had yeah. the PPF, where we had equity linked saving schemes, uh, where we had even life insurance premiums, yes. these were all you know small nudges that would have forced us to make those uh, savings yes and right. invest for the future in, in a way
1: yes behaviorally we really need yeah. these nudges right we, yeah. uh, we've read enough books and we've spoken to enough people to know that we as humans don't necessarily do what's best for us in the long run we are focusing on today right, right. so if uh, we are going by the old regime it just means that we are being nudged to save more for our future with a new regime that nudge is not there so, and it's definitely putting more money in our hands no doubt about so it so the
0: government wants us to consume more rather than save absolutely, more absolutely absolutely right so is there any, uh, any scenario where the new regime actually makes more sense for uh, a person to choose oh.
1: So somebody who doesn't want to uh, sort of save for the future so say somebody who's retired and doesn't want to lock in money even for three years because bare minimum is three years for ELSS right Right. so somebody who doesn't want to uh, sort of save for the future or invest for the future then it makes sense Mm -hmm. even if you have to pay a little more tax it means that you know you're not locking this money this money is there for you to consume today right uh, but I don't see any other scenario where you know the new regime is actually benefiting uh, me as a consumer even
0: okay so let's let's look at what the old regime really offered to us right so um, There used to be the Section 80C of 1.5 lakhs, which is what everyone is familiar with for tax saving. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was also a standard deduction of 50,000 rupees that came with the OTG.
1: Yeah. Right, so
0: irrespective of what tax slab you fell into, you you would get that 50,000 flat deduction. Right, which changed a couple of years ago. Um, Then you could get under Section 80D, you could get your uh, health insurance premiums under that. Uh, there was another section introduced for the NPS, which was the ATCCD yeah. uh, 1B, uh, if I'm not wrong, right? So that was an, an additional fifty thousand rupees for the NPS, yeah. um, and if you were feeling charitable, you could donate money and you know also get tax exemptions of that. Uh, you had your interest on home loan, yes, uh, right? Which was section 24 up yeah. to two lakh rupees, which could be claimed under that. Yeah. There was the education loan if you were paying off your student loan debts under section ete which could be claimed yeah Uh, now if you didn't have your own home you could have claimed hra as well house rent allowance yes you also get you also got various exemptions or deductions from your employer it could be something like your uh leave travel allowance it could be or it could have been your Sorexo or your zeta coupons or your food meal vouchers yeah So none of these are going to be applicable in the new regime.
1: None of these. Right? Yes.
0: So if you were someone who didn't get access or weren't availing of a lot of these benefits, then it makes sense. Now, for example, if you didn't have EPF contributions, taking care of your Section 80C, and you didn't want to really lock in money and save for the future, you didn't take up health insurance, though everyone should take up health insurance, you didn't do (laughs) all of that. Then you might be better off switching to the new regime.
1: You could be, but uh, still, see uh, here where you're a salaried employee, okay? For example, and uh, your EPF contribution, at least the minimum, is not up to you to decide. Right. It's your company's con- uh, you know, call to do that on your behalf. So now I'm endi- ending up doing that one and a half lakh contribution, but still not getting benefit, right? If right. I'm going to opt for the new regime. So it's still not putting more money in my hands right. or then I decide, you know, just let me do some fees. Now imagine I'm a millennial and I'm still contributing this to my EPF mm-hmm. and I go with the new regime for simplicity's sake. Right. I'm still locked in uh, money for the future because right. it wasn't in my hands uh, and I still end up paying more tax. Mm-hmm. So where is the more money that I was going to be, you know, assume that I was going to get in my hands. Right.
0: So for most salaried people, it makes sense then to just stick to the old regime regime and avoid the uh, hassle of trying to figure out whether you should move move to the new one or not. Yeah, but
1: uh, having said that, this is still for this year, we don't have the old versus new, right? Right. Till 31st March 2020, we have to do this according to the old regime. The reason I'm saying this is also because uh, a lot of people have asked if it's applicable from year itself right? and no it isn't it's applicable from 2020 to 2021 so Mm -hmm. you can choose and salaried uh, people for sure can choose this Uh, every year they have that choice so you can actually once you have your templates um, you can decide whether this year you're going with the old regime or if the new regime is beneficial for you
0: so we can switch regimes every year
1: if you're salaried yes
0: but if you have additional income if you're doing a gig on the side, if you're freelancing, if you're consulting?
1: No, then you, whatever you choose, um, say you move to this new regime next year, then you have to switch, you have to keep it in the new regime pretty much uh, all the time. You can just come back to old regime one time, but then after that you cannot switch again to the new regime. Till you have that consultancy income.
0: Right, so if you're salaried, you can choose old regime this year? New, new regime, regime next year, year yeah. old regime the year after that, yeah. new regime again after yes. that. Yes. But if you are earning anything in the form of a side income yeah, uh, by freelancing or consulting, yeah. that is treated as a business income for you. Yes. And if you do have business income coming, you cannot really do this alternate switching every yeah, year. After, yeah, yeah. So you are pretty much stuck with the regime that you choose yeah. until you forego your uh, alternative income. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. and what so the expectation that everyone had uh during the run up to the budget was mm-hmm. obviously and we in this industry we keep we kept hoping for it yeah uh that they would actually increase the section 80. atc cap which yeah. was which has been at 1.5 lakhs for, for a long long time yeah right? uh so now for investors who do decide to or people who do decide to opt for the new regime uh, what should they keep in mind now when they're making their investments or taking insurance decisions or um, even the NPS for that matter. The NPS has been around since the late 2000s. But it really only gained uh, prominence when they introduced a separate section and said hey you will get tax benefits under this as well. Right? Um, So what should investors now keep in mind? If someone is opting for the new regime, should they just avoid looking at a great product like the NPS which controls your behavior and locks in money to that's.
1: That's exactly my worry right so one of the reasons why the government keeps increasing or uh, including these tax uh, deductions is for us to uh, sort of save more for the future and think about it like that and not consume everything today right so whether it's increasing the ATD uh, medical insurance premium I remember there was a time when uh, the uh, deduction was 5000 rupees Mm -hmm. this is I think 14-15 years ago it was 3000 and then 5000 and uh, now it's 25,000 50,000 right? right so that is one of the ways for us to saying you know uh, these things are getting costlier so right. while you pay for this we will give you the tax break because you are paying for this right. now when we are in the new regime there is absolutely nothing to nudge us saying okay why don't you take that health insurance we still need that health insurance mind you right. but now nobody is sort of uh, saying because you have said you because you paid this mm-hmm. we will give you a tax break because i mean nobody is uh, there's no deduction in that right. so my worry is people will stop renewing their at least health insurances right. because there is no, no tax incentive. incentive anymore yeah uh, and uh, that is going to just work against them in the long run
0: right so but basically if you look at our uh, very simplistic calculation yeah. uh, what we are saying is that if you are able to claim exemptions and deductions of uh, between 2 lakhs and 2.5 lakhs mm-hmm. out of which 50000 is a standard deduction Correct. anyway uh, you are better off in the old regime. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, which means that everyone who is listening to this, yeah. um, most of them will probably be better off in the old regime, yeah. which means they should also continue doing what they've been doing in terms of their uh, insurances uh, yeah. as well as their investments in ATC products.
1: Yes, right? absolutely. They should be continuing to invest. In fact, I would even uh, recommend that people, for whomever even the new regime does uh, uh, I mean is beneficial if it is for anybody please make sure that you are still doing some of these things don't look at it from just a tax point of view but at least look at it from a future and protection point of view because insurance you will still need health insurance you will still need uh, long term savings in retirement products you will still need Uh, so then definitely even if you are not getting deductions definitely
0: look at this but even in that case whether what I'm seeing is you still might be able to get deductions of 2 to 2.5 lakhs even if you're not actively uh, you know choosing the old regime if at the back of your head you, you thought okay for simplicity let me choose the so uh, new regime huh? but we have to make those uh, investments in ourselves and for our future anyway plus ATC even covers uh, children's tuition so for a lot of people that gets covered there so automatically your deductions do go up to 2.5 and everyone wants to buy a home at some point so if you don't have uh, any of these goals and if you're a single person uh, you don't you you have a you know limited HRA that you claim no children no education loan no housing loan a very simplistic life that you're leading then the new regime might make sense for you, but otherwise not. Otherwise not, yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Um, There was also an introduction of uh, taxation on the EPF above a certain limit, which was 7.5 lakhs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So a lot of people do contribute to the Voluntary Provident Fund as well. Yes. Uh, So now that they've introduced taxation above a limit, Mm -hmm. does it make sense for those kind of people to continue doing the VPF?
1: See, um, a lot of people do VPF for two reasons one is it's just simpler to save that way Uh, it is um, uh, sort of like your SIP but Mm -hmm. without the additional headache of sort of paperwork risks
0: deciding which product to invest in all of that headache right Mm -hmm.
1: because Mm -hmm. then the more choices you have the more confused you get Uh, so then VPF becomes sort of easy and also I've seen some companies especially public sector companies uh, employees um, sort of encourage each other to increase their VPF and uh, that sort of becomes a very uh, good discussion point for them how much they are increasing and they are very open to discussing things like that which SIP when you do people don't really look at that also when you are doing things like an SIP you are looking at your statements regularly VPF you are not doing that so VPF was a go to product for a lot of people irrespective of their uh, CTCs so we know people who are earning a crore a year uh, packages of more than that even and their VPF would be almost 70% of their take home Mm -hmm. uh, right Uh, so for those people then now uh, it doesn't really make sense to um, look at a VPF because there is no tax uh, benefit
0: and the Uh, interest gets taxed about that limit not the
1: tax but the interest gets taxed so if it does get taxed then there is really no benefit for them to continue investing in VPF the other reason the second reason that I was talking about but the safety
0: element still remains so a lot of people might still just continue as a status quo also right yeah
1: so also when a VPF what happens is once you've started you don't really discontinue right right? so uh, that way it's a continuous Investments that keeps going mm-hmm. so that way it's still beneficial uh, right. because if you're not um, discontinuing investing, you're continuing to stay invested, right? Which are, I think, two things which matter the most when it, does, it comes to compounding. So,
0: okay, yeah. So, since we said that we're going to keep it simple, we are uh, just to sum up mm-hmm. and, and make it clear to everyone if you do have tax breaks which you get in the form of deductions and exemptions of 2 to 2.5 lakhs, uh, you might be better off just sticking to the old, old regime, regime yes. uh, forgetting the new regime entirely, stick to the old regime, take your HRA benefits, take your home loan benefits, take your you know JVC. ATC, uh, take your Sodexo coupons, whatever yeah. it is that yeah. you need to take, uh, make use of that, because if you do switch to the new regime, you're getting none of those benefits at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so in most cases, it is likely that you're going to be in the old regime. But also make sure that if you do switch to the new regime, make sure that you are actually not foregoing your saving and investing mentality. You're covering yourself for the adequate insurance and you're also investing for retirement and for the future. Does that sound about right?
1: Absolutely right, yes.
0: Perfect. So we'll put up some basic calculations uh, on our Facebook page as well. So you you can check us out at uh, the UniMoney and you'll be able to see these calculations. And if you do feel the need to, you know, actually reach out to us and have a discussion, uh, feel free to write in to learn at the and we'll get back to you and we'll be more than happy to have a discussion on the tax regimes and to actually make money simpler for you. So thank you everyone for tuning in and until next time, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.